And I have to say, it's rather fun to be asked to do uh, provocative things early in the morning. So <laughs> I thought I'd give you five quick provocations. Um, they aren't entirely new. Some of you may have heard me say uh, some of this before. First of all, is there actually evidence of a crisis of trust? When I did the Reef Lectures, I had a big question. A question of trust query? Uh, well, a good place to look might be whether there is evidence of declining trust. And in spite of what David Willett said, I think the evidence is pretty poor. Because the evidence people usually look to is the opinion polls, and they look who's down at the bottom, as we know, journalists and politicians. Where we have a time series, we don't for all cases, who was down at the bottom 25 years ago? Journalists and politicians. The relative ranking is very, very stable. Uh, of course, there are little ups and downs, uh, and uh, it, as it's all subject to framing effects, you can guess what they are. But there we are, the doctors, the nurses, the judges have ever been at the top, and the politicians and the journalists and the estate agents and the second-hand car salesmen down there at the bottom. So it doesn't look like a crisis, but nevertheless, there is something going on. So I'll try to come to that in a moment. First, just why are the polls so unhelpful in telling us about trust? Well, we note the pollsters ask us questions like, do you trust scientists to tell the truth? Do you trust politicians to tell the truth? Scale one to five, and you say, oh, two, four, three. All they can look at is generic attitudes. <coughs> generic attitudes are what they are. They're nice and stable. They're very unrevealing. So we shouldn't expect the opinion polls to give us high-quality evidence in this matter. So let's try a more practical approach. Do we want more trust? I'm going to suggest, and this is probably the most provocative thing I shall say, no. We don't want more trust. At best, we want more well-directed trust. Now, to give you a reason why we don't want just more, think of the very aptly named Mr. Madoff of New York City, who made off with so many people's money would it have been a good thing if people had trusted Mr. Madoff more? Easy. No way. So we don't want people to trust Mr. Madoff more, but it would have been rather a good thing if Mr. Madoff had been rather more trustworthy than he was. Um, and that seems to me the clue in all this. What we want isn't more trust. We want well-directed trust, and by the way, well-directed mistrust. We want mistrust in the untrustworthy, the Mr. Madoffs, and trust in the trustworthy. Of course, there are always people who are untrustworthy who are trying to make themselves trusted by various means. That's one of the problems. And there are, sadly, people who are trustworthy who aren't trusted. That's another problem. But in any case, I think it's clear we want trustworthiness much more than we want trust. And we want evidence of who is untrustworthy in doing what things. So we want well-directed trust, trust that's directed at trustworthiness. What are we trying to look for when we're looking for trustworthiness? I'm going to suggest that as a simple first step, we want to find three things. 
Somebody's trustworthy, we will think, if they are honest in a, in a certain matter, if they're competent, and if they're reliably both honest and competent. It isn't enough to be honest and competent on a particular occasion. If we're going to trust a person or an institution or a particular report, we want them to find the evidence of honesty, competence, and reliability. Now, these are hard things to judge. Whereas when you're filling in those sorts of questionnaires that lead to opinion polls, uh, you can say, without further thought, oh, well, three for this, one for that, five for that. It's dead easy. You don't really have to evidence what you say. It's just a reaction, a generic attitude. When it's a judgment of trustworthiness, it's tough. You have to get the evidence. You have to decide whether this person is trustworthy in this or that respect. And we have plenty of cases of people who are trustworthy in certain matters, but not in others. That's where it begins to get quite difficult, so that we have to look at the actual evidence. Now, this comes, of course, far closer to what we're interested in when we're interested in science. We're not interested in claims of whether scientists are trusted or are not trusted, uh, although we all have these wonderful memes and myths in the backs of our minds. We're interested in whether this scientist making this claim is trustworthy. And that's where we have a great deal of apparatus to try to help ourselves. The apparatus is not simple. It is, after all, embedded in elaborate practices of peer review, both for giving grants and at publication and subsequently. But the one thing it is not manifest in is the idea that because it's a scientist, it's going to be true. That thought is a travesty of scientific method. The, what is important is that it is testable, that you can check and challenge it. Nobody thinks of scientific claims as automatically true, and if they did think that, they would just be succumbing to yet another argument from authority. So check and challenge are the key things, and it isn't a the least bit worrying, in fact it's quite reassuring, if some things that are published in scientific journals are shown by subsequent work to be false or too generalised or not quite right in this or that way. Providing the work was testable, that's what made it scientific. I want to turn to communication because if we're going to judge trustworthiness, which is what we all want to do, both in uh, our daily lives and also in our professional and public lives, how are we to do it? It isn't obvious to, uh, that we can tell immediately who's competent, who's honest, who is reliably both of those. And I entirely agree with David Willits that looking at transparency won't get one much further. Transparency is if I can put it this way rather rudely, a pretty minor epistemic virtue. Transparency is about putting stuff in the public domain. And I cannot count the number of times I've heard in institutional contexts people say, oh, we must be more transparent, or, well, we've been completely transparent. And what they meant was, we put stuff on the website, or we published it, we put it in the public domain. Well, for heaven's sake, does that guarantee that anybody found it, read it, understood it, could assess it, 
No, not of itself. Uh, we invented in a recent Royal Society report uh, a, a term that we used uh, uh, called intelligent accountability, not achieved by transparency, but achieved by ensuring that whatever it is that we seek to communicate is genuinely available to the relevant persons, that it is intelligible to them, and above all, that it is accessible by them. That's the sort of thing we'd be looking for if we wanted to, the sort of communication that can form a good basis for judgments of trustworthiness or untrustworthiness. But transparency, which has been so fashionable these last 30 years, is far too feeble a basis for those judgments. So I think that our current situation is none too happy. Transparency is still being extolled as what we need to be trusted. No, it isn't. It won't get you trusted. What to do then? I think the thing that we probably have to take much more account of, and that may be uh, the source of some of the undoubted changes we've seen in the last, shall I say, 10 years, um, are to do with changes in communication of quite other sorts, and in particular, with the quantity of anonymous communication that is going on. Now, there's always been anonymous communication. But if you think about it, anonymous communication, or let us say anonymous giving out of messages, is rather like standing behind a hedge and throwing stones. You don't allow the other person to get a good shot in. You don't make yourself open to engagement. You don't communicate genuinely and two-way, and I'm sure that's what science and, by the way, other things actually need. Thank you very much.